You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. You guys put all of the check-in stuff under the events header for the show today. Sorry. Just want to throw that um, out there. I just, I just want to throw this out because this is a dumb thing that I noticed last time. I just remembered it again. Besides you and me, every other host of this podcast has been a J. We had Josh, <laughs> Josh, Jessica, Jessica Jeremy, Julia. and Josh left. We just had Jessica, yeah, Jeremy. So now we have Julia and Jeremy. If you'd like to apply to be on the podcast, you have to have you a have J. Have to start with a J. Uh, it's episode 300, 300, the big 300. Woo! Ta-da. That's uh, not quite six years, but it's pretty fucking close. Getting close. I mean, if you do 52 episodes a year, we're 12 yeah, I've been here for 12 getting close year. to a year. I think I joined in like March. 12 you episodes did. away, so three months. So it's going to be the end of uh, so April, May, March, April, May, June. So the end of Dude. June. 365 days is a year. You gotta no. do 65 more episodes. It's 52 episodes a year, one per week. Yep. That would be. Okay, so we have to do 52 more episodes. No, we don't. It's 300. Right? No. Six years is, uh, 312. Oh, okay. So we have 12 episodes to 12 go, which go. puts us at the end of June. Are we, we should not probably, going by the date? We should probably do something special. Yeah, but. It's also the It'll episode. be, a, it, it should be right around that time. Because gotcha. we started in May something. The f- yeah, it's usually, six, it's gonna always yeah. be right in there. But you know, I don't know if you're aware of this. The 24th. The, the May date, 24th, and it happens to be a Tuesday. The date and the days of the week do change from year you to year. You don't say. That's weird. I know. I thought you were into all that astrology Except for stuff. when you're doing... It used to not. Except for when you're doing colonoscopies and mm-hmm. you're scheduling in February and it's in March when all the dates are the same for 28 days. That's a shitty thing to do. I don't know squat about astrology. So it's not really my so interest. <laughs> colonoscopy is not happening this I week. thought that's what like tarot cards are all about was astrology. Astrology is the star and your zodiac and the planet's alignment and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. There's lots of different I don't aspects. Know any of that's that just shit. not the one that I'm into. So you're not a star witch, got it. No. Speaking of stars, a little bit later on today in our episode, we'll be talking about stars. No, we won't. I won't. No I stars. So right you. now we should just talk about Tuesday. We should talk about colonoscopies no it's tuesday it's tuesday we talked about the colonoscopy it's yep. in a, it's, in it's a month not, it's, so it's we'll, month. we'll talk about it next so time. we don't have awesome content for next mm-hmm. week it'll be a month away yep. and then we'll have you can talk about i keep calling her poop shoot shoot <laughs> it's breeze poop shoot shoot because you know it's photography of your poop shoot take, <laughs> yeah, stick it up there take a bunch of pictures Mine's it's a poop shoot shoot I think I'm turning Japanese. That song, I want to take, I want a camera. That on our cruise ship. Yeah, I want a doctor to take a picture of your insides as well. Poop, yeah, that one. So. shoot, shoot. I want to make that the episode title and it's going to be funny because it's going to be nothing about it the whole time. But I show. think that, twos- that Tuesday's cooler. It is. It's clever. And I sent you a message at, on 2 22 Then there's, there's another 22 if you do military time. Yeah, there's 10, 2 22. 22, 22, 22. It's a lot of twos. A lot of twos. On Tuesday. But there's also a 20 before the second, or the third 22. I don't know. It's okay. It's too much for me. It is Tuesday. Well, in 200 years, but I don't think it'll be a Tuesday again. What's cool about it is it's Tuesday. Tuesday of twos. It's a bunch it could, of twos. Could be Taco Twos Tuesday. You're just stuttering when you write Tuesday's date. Two, 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 All of my two, emails two, today two, to two, people two, that two, I liked two, two. said Happy Tuesday. T W O apostrophe S. You guys are gonna go shoot and kill stuff this weekend. We're leaving this weekend, but we're not gonna shoot until the weekend. very end of the trip. Yeah, yeah. that's boring. Yeah. What are you gonna do the first half of the trip? That's just a great get question. Drunk? What are we gonna do, Dad? Do you guys just get drunk? part of it but my uncle always has projects that we help him with on his chores <laughs> he's like you guys are gonna go boar hunting after you help me build this addition to my home yeah, so last year <laughs> we built the garden uh put lights up on part of the property the year before we built shelving in his uh shop so yeah i, I 
He talked about a beehive at one point, but I haven't heard anything about that, so I, I don't think we're doing a beehive. Last I heard, blinds, so hunting blinds. Your uncle, uncle has this figured out. I'm going to have all my family come down and hunt boar, which is a completely free activity for me. They just have to stay in my place. But while they're here, their rent is going to be remodeling shit for me. Chores. Yeah, I don't call building... It's definitely not a vacation. Building a deck is not a chore. That's a project. Yeah, building a deck would be. The chore would be taking out his garbage, cleaning his home. See, and I don't, I don't mind that kind of stuff. No, you love doing that Because I like that stuff, and for me, it's... I say mindless. I mean, obviously, you got to think about what you're doing, but for me, it's... It, I, I can just chill and... It's relaxing for, for me. It's relaxing. Built, building, shelving and stuff. I and I like that stuff. That's not, so. You know what's relaxing for me? Sit in front of the TV or Getting massages. On a drinking. Going on a cruise where we just drink Shit. and don't do anything else. It was really nice. It sounded It like was Kevin. great. It was great. And then um, I played a lot in the casino. Like, I didn't think I was going to do as much in the casino as I did. And... Uh, I won a lot. Oh, good. And then I lost a bunch of it back. And <laughs> I think at the end, we, we lost like maybe $200 total over three days in the oh. casino. That's not bad. Yeah. So basically, you just spent 200 bucks to play at the arcade. Yeah. Well, no. That's really I, what it boils down to. I also spent money to play at the actual arcade, which, by the way, That's can I say. That's does in Vegas. He spends so much at the arcade. He gives the all arcade. the tickets to, like, some little kid who can't beat any of the games. I love arcades. So I've I've got a new, like break from work spot so you know when i'm when i'm at the office sometimes you know i'm there like 6 a.m to whenever and sometimes i just need like to get out and get a break so round one is an like a big like mostly arcade in south town mall but it's also got like bowling and shit that's it's really ghetto but the arcade parts actually have a really nice arcade with like Good games, like cutting edge games, some of them from, from Japan and stuff that are like still all in Japanese. There's no English subs on it. And like, that's my new relaxation spot. I just go over there and spend a half hour and play some video games and then I go yeah. back to work. That's a, that's a, it's great uh, for a break in the day. Um, but on the cruise ship, all of the games were ticket games. I think there were like two non ticket games where you actually just like play. There was some cool Halo game and then there was a, like a, the Justice League fighting game that oh, they had. Oh, like the shooter. Yeah, just, the just Halo to get the shooter high score thing. kind of thing. But then every other game was a ticket game or a claw machine or one of those right. prize so, games. Brighton is shoot, so good at the claw machine. So shoot the basket so and get the points or throw the ball yeah. and that kind of stuff. And I'm good at claw machines too, but the thing is that most people don't realize claw machines are not skill. Like there is some skill involved in getting it in the right position and getting it wrapped around, but claw machines only pay out as often as they tell them to anymore. Now, back 20 years ago, they weren't that intelligent. They were, if you were good at claw machines, you got tons of shit out of them. Now, like, so for instance, they had a whole bunch of claw machines that had, um, prize bundles that you could get. So like a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox bundle or like a bundle that had like an iPad and an Apple Watch and a, um, uh, like a, a an Apple phone or a, was it on a laptop like a card or something? Yeah, so you had to pick up these little bricks and they oh. say choice, and all those things had to be redeemed at the casino, but they were all for the arcade where the kids played. But because they're prizes, they're fine for kids, even though you have to have someone eighteen and over redeem it at the <laughs> casino for you. So it's just, and that's all it is. That's all those games are. It's just a version of a casino for kids. It's a way to get them involved. Early on. They did have claw machines in the actual casino, though, with bundles of money. Yeah, bundles oh, of cash. That's oh, cool. that's pretty cool. And we saw some guy redeem his chips. Holy shit, that dude for had 16, 12, Was it 12 grand? $12,000. Remember when we were on our Alaskan cruise, and they had that art, and people were paying, like, $250,000, and I'm like, who I was, like, a- expecting a couple hundred dollars. Like, that art was not that good. And, but it was, like, huge money, and it's like... It's a tax write-off when you're super rich. But they're, I mean, they're buying, like, original Kincaids for, like, $200,000. Yeah, but it, like, it's, it's just... Not but on a that. cruise, it's just yeah, that weird. Was, who goes on a cruise to buy art, obviously? A lot, really, really rich it, people. Can I tell you, every fucking cruise has art auctions. Every even single the, one I've even ever carnival. been on. I was I've just blown away at that. Four different cruise lines and a, a multitude of cruises, and they all have art auctions. Because that first day when we were doing our wander around, and we got to the art gallery, and, we're, and, and we were wandering around, and looking at some of the prices on that, 
on some of that art. That's like that's more than my house. Yeah. Well, make more money, Jeremy. Become a millionaire. <laughs> Obviously. But yeah, it was fun. We didn't. Uh, we did a lot of spa stuff. Um, so where did the cruise go? I don't just know. Just to Ensenada. I didn't get off the boat. Right. Just it cruised, it cruised down to Ensenada, turned around, it cruised down past Ensenada, turned around, came back, parked in Ensenada, and then went back to Ojai. So, so one thing to keep in mind with those short cruises like that that are over a weekend, especially a holiday weekend, um, which is what we just came out of, um, they're all booze cruises out of Southern California. And so like, like we were, we were on, on Sunday, we were hanging out in the hot tub and talking to some people. Also turns on out the adult, on the adult that cruise was full of teachers. Oh, California teachers, because they all had long weekend, basically. They just took off on Friday and had a long weekend because <laughs> Monday was a holiday for them. But anyway, we were talking to uh, one co- couple that was from Orange County, and they're like, oh, yeah, we got these. We got this for like 80 bucks a person. Whoa. And because they got it so they last got, they, minute. They because they don't have to worry about Literally Thursday or... night, they booked it. Yeah, for Friday morning. They were just like, I wonder what's available. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, well, Let's we're taking them off. Us... We'll go do that. We got to plan flights and you got to be there early just in case. And so there's a little bit more to it. But yeah, I guess if you lived right there, but yeah, right down the corner. And yeah. that's, that's the case with a lot of those. So they are booze cruises. So they're, if you're looking there's at just a lot like, of, uh, like brides that have their, um, bachelorette, bachelorette parties. parties. Oh, so there's like a bunch of, there's lots of kids and then lots of groups of like really drunk young. Which, women. which cruise line was it? Carnival. Carnival. The part of the fun ships. The, the fun, fun. ship. And I, I will say this. So uh, again, Carnival disappointed with the food in the main dining room. That's just, their food's just not great there. But I will say we ate at the steakhouse the first night and got a free mm-hmm. bottle of wine and it was spectacular. Oh, wow. It was so fancy and Every, so nice. Everything was good that they brought out. Like it was really delicious. good. Nice. I know I. Have nothing to compare it to, but I thought the food on our cruise, the princess was princess really good. Princess has, good. princess has really good food. Carnival is just, their main dining room is just not the best. Um, and what Carnival does really well that princess really doesn't do very well is the, the food is spread out around the ship. So the main dining room is, is actually kind of like, for dinner, maybe you go there, but everything else you're really going around the ship for other stuff. So, for example, they have the Guy's Burger Joint, which is still some of the best burgers I've ever eaten. Not just on a ship. Like, they make a killer burger. They have got the process down. Is that a, one of the walk-ups? Uh-huh. Yeah, just one yeah. of the walk-up, like, quick service. And, the, and now they have Shaq's Chicken. At least on that ship, which that is ship. a brilliant idea for a it cruise ship. so good. It's chicken tenders and basically like little like bigger chicken tenders like chicken patties For they make sandwiches yep. chicken tenders and fries and that's, that's it. it and it's so it's a really small menu it's but like it's, guys it's a burger it, it just it depends on what kind of burger you're so eating. they have your usual pizza and then they have a pizza, pizza place ice cream they had a mexican place they had a sandwich shop they had a fried fish shop like a seafood that were market. all that were all just part the seafood of market's not you have to pay the extra. the the one that was inside the thing. The seafood market in Melito is is all paid service. Oh, for some reason. They they did fried fish in the buffet one day, but oh, uh, but the seafood confused. stuff, which is like shrimp and lobster and crab and stuff like that, there's a little bit of an extra charge. But even like the the fancy restaurants, the extra charge is relatively small um, compared to like a really nice steakhouse, right? Um, because most of it's already part of your your cruise price. But so the food was fine. Other than you know the main dining room sucks, but whatever. It sounds like the little pop-up shops all over. Kind of. Yeah, that's up. what Carnival does really, really well. The and downside. The other is- thing that they do really well is like so for Princess, there were lots of shows. Right. And there were some activities, but Carnival is there constantly. There always something going there's on. There's always trivia. There's always a a game. There's always a a party or a night or a something that you can go to and participate in, and and be part of, not just a show. Yeah. The shows on Princess were spectacular. Well, and I think the shows on Carnival are really good as well. But like that's just like there will be a show and a comedy sh- show going on oh. at the same time, and karaoke on a different part of the ship, and a trivia game at one of the bars, as opposed to just a show. Yep. Yeah, and so the the crowd is dispersed very evenly yeah. across the ship, uh, and just depending, and they do all kinds of mixers and and they do lots of like adults only, like eighteen plus stuff where you legit can't bring your kid in. Because they do, because Content. they cater to a younger crowd, yeah. and so anyway, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I would do it again. In fact, um, based on the amount of 
play that I had on the casino, I got offered a pretty good deal. So uh, <laughs> today I got an email from them half off the cruise fares for. So we're thinking we might do another one this another year. Another weekender. Just another. Probably not in California. Like I might fly out of like go down to New Orleans or Houston. Oh, out of Dallas. Houston's one of the better overall better priced I've noticed because it's There's one of the more of Galveston. Yeah. obscure. I mean. People don't think about most it. most people think California or they or think Florida. Like, yeah. Yeah. Houston, the, the Galveston stuff, it's not really Houston. It's Galveston and the stuff out of New Orleans. Um, that's mostly the Western Caribbean. So that actually ends up being like the West Coast of Mexico, like Cozumel. Uh, and then like Belize. Um, do they do the Bahamas on those? Or is that more out of not Florida? often. Those yeah. are usually out of Florida. So most of the ones there, like they do some booze cruises out of there as well to just like Cozumel or something. But most of those just sail around the Western part of the Gulf. Uh, and then. But, oh man. Flying out of LA fucking sucks. LAX is terrible. Man. <laughs> the airport's so horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. It makes me super thankful for our airport, which like, is under heavy construction and doesn't feel like it. Like we, we were at the very end of a terminal where there was a restaurant in the middle and four gates on one side and four I, gates on the other and enough chairs for one gate. It was literally elbow to elbow people standing. Like at and you one point there was this poor lady. Gate. She was trying to get her stroller through. She had two kids and it, and it wasn't like one of those strollers where you're like, can you bring your limo somewhere else? It was like as compact as you could get for two kids. And she's like, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. So finally Chris is like, uh, somebody has got to get through. And so I was like, oh, okay, if he's going to do it. So like, we just started like telling people, can you move? Get the fuck out of the can way. Can you move? Cause she's got to get up to the front yeah. so she can get her stroller tagged so she can pack it up. LAX. So then she can try and haul it's her kids to the freaking thing. That, that airport's worse oh, than any horrid. of the New York. That's airports. probably my least favorite. I, I airport. Will, yeah, I hate that airport so much. But it was considerably cheaper than flying out of Long Beach, sadly. Yeah. So And Long Beach Carnival has their own dock. And they have like a little That's, bubble that looks like um Epcot the Epcot oh, Center. So I really like Long Beach. Yeah, I like Long because Beach. Because it's never very crowded. Long Beach and then John Wayne. Or, Although I will tell you John Wayne's the one in Orange County. Yeah, yeah those are both nice. John so, Wayne's always empty. It's great. I, I will tell you, um the <laughs> leaving the Long Beach port. Because you drive past all the trucks that are waiting to be handled by the port. Uh, Holy shit. That line was unending. It's so weird when you're, when you're pulling out of the bay and you see all these anchored ships with their lights on and they're just sitting there. Just waiting. And, and like, so you can't tell me it's a problem with truck drivers because when we were driving, I kid you not, it was miles and we didn't see the end of it before we had to turn off and head up towards LA. Who I thought, I think it was somebody we interviewed, but maybe it wasn't that was saying that the problem is like the dock workers went on strike and then a bunch of them quit and they're super, super, um, under their staff. Well, they're, they're very highly unionized. And so they are very strict with like what they allow their people to do and everything else, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because they would clearly fucking take advantage of these guys. But there is a point where like unionization gets a little bit overbearing right. with the with the bureaucracy that's involved i follow this captain on tiktok <laughs> who's is it the lady oh no i follow her too she's oh. awesome no but this guy's a cargo ship captain uh. and he was one of his tiktoks from a few weeks ago they were stuck in hong kong for like four days in oh, yeah. line to unload to unload yeah that's not uncommon it at was all. crazy how many but I don't think that like normally you see them like coming in and out and you might see a few, but there were no, probably just dozens. Any yep. any stretch of the coast. I mean, this has been the way it has been for two years since COVID. when I was at Huntington Beach uh, like a year and a half ago. It was the same thing. Any stretch of beach, you could count at least 12 anchored off the coast because they're just waiting. They're to in get line. In. Yeah, they're all just in line, just hanging out. The, uh, the outside Which the coast. stinks for them because every day that they're sitting there idling, that's fuel they're losing. Oh, yeah, it's just costing them money. Just everything, food. The, the, That's why the shipping the... costs are going up. So, And then all of the truckers that are just sitting on the highway waiting to get into port. Yeah. Yeah, it's a disaster. So what's this about? Are these the new chickens, Puff Daddy and one eyed Willie? So the new chickens that we got from your coworker, uh, one of them had a has had has kind of a puffy eye when we got it. Um and I looked into it and I guess it's a, it's a common or relatively common birth defect with chickens. So the, 
the the red around their eyes is the same skin as their comb and their waddle. Um, and where their ears are. What? Kind of where their ears are. Sort of. So, but they're pro. There's a. It's not a. It's not a disease, but it's a. Th- anyway, it's a defect. It's co- yeah. So it's common to have it kind of puffy around the eyes. So. When we got it, Julia noticed it right off the bat, and she said, I think there's something wrong with this chicken. And that's when I looked it up, and it's like, yeah, no, it just happens. Um, but the other chickens, being the assholes that they are, kept picking at it, so it, like, got swollen. Of course. Like, to the point where, like, its eye was completely closed. And so Jonathan started calling it Puff Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, Jesus, that is really swollen. Yeah, so that's how it came, though. It's yeah. not like dirty or anything. It's just yeah, and I mean, and, 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 and they say you know if you touch it and it's hot, then you know it's infection, and it's not. But anyway, the other chickens pecked at it to where it, like its eye was swollen shut, and so we separated it for a little while. But then, then when its eye was swollen shut, Jonathan started calling it One-Eyed Willie. So it's either One-Eyed Willie or Puff Daddy the chicken. I think Puff Daddy's funny. <laughs> However, it's laying really well because we, we we separated it and we put it. Yeah, did you bring me my eggs again? Oh, damn it. No. You had one job. Egg fail. I know. I even gave you containers. Because they're, they're laying really well right now, so our, we're back to the fridge is overflowing and I was supposed to bring them. Um, so anyway, we put it in, in Ebo's old kennel just to keep it away from the other chickens for a couple days. And every time... We wanted that to check on it, laid another egg. So I mean, it's laying and it doesn't act sick or hurt or it's just got this rocky balboa. It's like fucking, I took some chicken beating. That's, that's how right. they jumped it. That's how they jumped it into the gang. How's the other chicken doing? Fine. Too? Yeah. So those two chickens that we got are actually bigger than all of the rest of the chickens. Oh, good. So they can kind of defend themselves. So they should bit. be able to defend themselves other than poor pup daddy because chickens are just jerks. Yeah, they are assholes. <laughs> Any one of them is hurt or injured or defective that like go after it's where the term hen pecking comes from mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. so yeah puff daddy or one eye willy well that's good it's uh, <laughs> good to know mm-hmm. yeah the other chicken those blended right in i mean you have to actually kind of it's bigger but you have to kind of look because it's it blends in so well so yeah no they've transitioned just fine good good well um it's uh, the last week of the month. It came really fast because it's February, and that's what happens in February. Yeah, I know. It's the 22nd. We're like, last week of the month, and I'm like... Oh, it's today. Huh? Oh. Well, oh, and because you guys are gone, we're not recording. Yeah, but that doesn't... You know. This is still the last yeah, week still of the month. month. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it just like throws off everything that you're right. thinking about, because the next month will kind of be weird. Because mm-hmm. I'm gone. Um. Anyway, so... um. We are doing this year uh, Utah Adventure Week, uh, as we call it, or Utah Adventures. I don't know. We, we didn't decide. I don't think it matters. Um, but for this Utah Adventure, it's still fucking cold outside, especially this week. Um, we did this uh, like a week or two ago. I don't know when we went. But uh, we're doing – give him one of the spiders. Julia has a whole fuck ton of spiders sitting in my house, and he's asking for a drink, and I said give him give a spider. The spider. Just have it crawl down your throat. I used to bring my water, but I was in a rush today since we're... Clearly, you didn't bring our eggs or your water. I know. This is bullshit. Do you need a break to, like, go gather your thoughts now? I just need a drink. <laughs> Phoebe's making sure Julia's only getting you water. That's right. <laughs> Nobody else. Nobody else. No, she's water only. Nothing else for that man. <laughs> he did not bring eggs. I don't know. I didn't even know you were bringing eggs. I was supposed to bring last. last time. It's just a pro- pleasant surprise when we get them, so... Because they're amazing. He just told us last time he was supposed to bring the eggs and he forgot, so, so then it made me think about it. The usual, since I'm going out of town, I sent out my message, I'm going out of town, everybody panics. Oh, yeah. And so it's been just chaos the last two weeks. So, like, I made it here. I felt like that was a good accomplishment. But, yeah, I forgot your eggs and my water. That's okay. That's okay. We'll live. You might not, though. Mm. You might dehydrate. Well, no, when I get home, Heather's going to be like, you're supposed to take eggs. I think she even had them sitting on the couch. <laughs> I like them. They're delicious. Oh, they're so good. Every so often, when they're not doing so well and we have to buy eggs, it's like, oh, these are store-bought, aren't they? They, I mean, you could They're different because they're old. They're much older. Yeah. They look different when you cook them. Like, fresh eggs are so much darker all around in color. The yolk's almost a dark orange as opposed to a pale yellow. Yeah, they're so much better. For sure. For sure. There's your water. Don't spill it on the equipment, Jeremy. Yep. I'm going to put it over here. 
Away from the equipment and away from my elbows. He has he has spilt it on the equipment before, thus the warning. More than once, actually. We, fuck, and then we had the guest do it the other day. Like, it's just been a yeah, thing. Yeah, she just did it on the edge of the table, though. Yeah. Uh, okay. It didn't right. go anywhere near our equipment. So this 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 month we decided that uh, because it's still cold outside, we wanted a, another nice winter activity. Uh, and I've been to the planetarium um, before. It was where it is now when it was the Hanson Planetarium and the what was it called? The Civic Center. No, it was not the ZCMI Center. What was the mall across the street from the ZCMI I Center? Don't oh, know what you're when they about. before they because that's where it was was in that mall. <clears throat> well, sort of. What so you went to it when it was in the mall, or did you go to it when it was in the actual building? Uh, maybe it was in the actual building. It was right on Main Street there. Yeah, so that's the actual building. So let's. So we're doing the. It's the the Clark Planetarium. By the way, yeah. So the Clark Planetarium. So originally it was the Hanson Planetarium, and if we go back, Crossroads, time, Crossroads, oh, Crossroads Plaza, Road. that's Crossroads what it was. Mall. Cro- yeah, yes. So it was right. But I don't know the why street. you keep calling it the Civic Center. That because I couldn't me. fucking remember the damn name. <laughs> Crossroads. That was the whole point. I couldn't remember the Crossroads. Name. Well, that was the mall, like when you were in high school. That if you were cool, you'd go downtown to the Crossroads. Mall. I didn't. I was never cool. We went to the Crossroads Mall and the ZCMI Center when I lived in Wyoming to go school shopping. Yeah, because you guys had come to yeah, Salt Lake. So it's the that. big deal. Well, because <clears> we had at the time we had Pomida, which you probably don't know what Pomida is, but it's like a precursor to Shitty Shopco. Ah. We didn't even have Pomida? a shop. Code. It's called Pomida. It was called Pomida. I don't think it exists anymore. A step above. Uh, and and in Rock Springs, in Rock Springs, we had. I think there was a Pomida and a Shopco. So there was not a lot of choices for clothing. It was a big deal when Walmart built a store attached to a mall in Rock Springs. <clears throat> that was a big deal for Walmart to come because there was another place that we could buy clothes. Well, because because Walmart was just groceries for the longest time. I know this was a this was the like the Walmart department store with no groceries. There oh. were they weren't just groceries for the longest time. In fact, they were department I think stores they were primarily. Separate. Or were they just two separate? They things? were two separate things for the longest time. It wasn't until they started building the super centers they started the integrating them because the, there's still a neighborhood a Walmart neighborhood market in Kearns, um, which is across like from a Home grocery Depot. store, yeah, just grocery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one in Riverton too. Yeah, but. Anyway, as anyway. a whole, that's not where Walmart started. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. It was the Crossroads Mall. Yep. But Jeremy's got some history. He's got a little bit of history because we got we got to get a little bit of history. So it, it all started with the Salt Lake City Public Library, but not the library as you know it now. Though it's beautiful. No. So in 1898, <laughs> the library was on the top floor of the City County Building, the beautiful old City County Building. However, it didn't take long before they outgrew that space because people. Back then, there was no TV or iPhones, so people read books. So they ran out of I space. I still read books. I read like three quarters of a book on my cruise. Nice. So they ran out of space pretty quick, pretty quickly. So it was the Ladies Literary Society, and we've talked about them before. They were the ones who actually raised the money for a new library. They came up with, well, they came up with, and they got the mining millionaire Jan, John Quackenbose Packard. They got him to donate a hundred thousand dollars back in. I think I remember them. Remember talking. Yeah, about we it. talked briefly about that. They strong armed him, I guess. So they got him to donate a hundred thousand, and then of course they got the city because it's a it's a public building to donate a certain part of it. Uh, so the new library opened in nineteen oh five. So the new library was constructed at two hundred nine East, five hundred South. In 1964, that library had reached the end of its time and was no longer of use because it was too small. So in 1964, uh, Gail Plummer, a professor at the University of Utah, started pushing for a planetarium. Uh, and she went to Mrs. Beatrice Hansen, the wife of the late George T. Hansen, uh, pitched the idea to her and her her slash her family uh, donated $400,000 to begin uh, transforming what was the library into what we know as, well, we knew as kids as the Hanson Planetarium. So 1964, they start to switch it over. It becomes the Hanson Planetarium until 2003. I think it's important to note that during the time that the Hanson Planetarium was in operation, 
It attracted they oh like yeah twenty percent of the population of the city of Salt Lake and had the highest per capita attendance of any planetarium yep. in the country. In the country, like that's a that's a big piece, a big accomplishment right. for a, a planetarium in little old Salt Lake. So the original dome. So the new one has a dome theater, which was patterned off to the original dome theater. The original dome theater in the original um, planetarium was one of the first of its kind. Um, I remember that. And let's see. It, I don't know if this was the original or the new one, but it's 55 feet in diameter, the the, the dome. Uh, and it used, at the time, brand new technology because it doesn't use glass. It's not like a, a normal theater where you go through a projector. So at the time, in the late 1960s, when they created it, it was completely groundbreaking. And there were... I think when, when we went there, like it was still pretty... Unusual to have a dome theater. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it, that, like, in the 90s is when they were first starting to use technology to try and film, uh, mm. a little bit different for those things. Cause I remember as, as a kid in the 90s visiting other similar things, like down in Texas, for example, um, where they had a dome theater. And it was very much like a, like they had these giant projectors to try and project the 3D yeah. stuff. And, and see, these, it doesn't use a projector. The way they do it is unique, and it was it was developed for and created by these guys at at the Hanson Planetarium, and the technology that they created uh, went out to to theaters and to other uh, planetariums throughout the United States. So they were groundbreaking in that. Uh, it was four thousand ninety six by four thousand ninety six resolution and sixty frames per second, which is. I mean, in the 60s, incredibly impressive. Like, that is really high resolution back then. And I remember in the 80s, uh, late 80s, w when we were in junior high, I remember going to a couple shows there, uh, and it was really cool. So anyway, when they, when, when in 2003, when they closed it down and they moved the planetarium over to, to where it is now. In the gateway. In the gateway. Uh, which, by the way, the, the, this new one is a 10,000 square foot exhibit space, so significantly larger. And as a slight note, but we don't necessarily want to get into it, O.C. Tanner bought the building. To put up a jewelry store. And turned it into their headquarters jewelry store, which that could be another discussion for another time, because the architecture is pretty cool. Yeah, that building is beautiful. And what they did was pretty cool. But anyway, so now we jump back over. So, like I was saying, the dome theater that they had in the original they replicated it in the new uh, building. However, it's even bigger. And then they redid the seating uh, because w when you go into it, it made sense because we were going to get some popcorn and stuff when we went into the movie, but it said no popcorn or drinks. It's so dumb. It was the worst part. But it made sense because the seats are like laying back. There's also an IMAX theater in there, though. Yeah, but, yeah, the but that's what the IMAX, the IMAX theater is a regular. You're just so sitting, sitting up. there looking at a screen. So, like a regular IMAX so when we theater. went, we we had to make a decision of do we watch something on their IMAX or do we watch something in the dome? And I think we were pretty universal on dome. The dome, because, because that's a throwback to the original. Their and, IMAX is a nice IMAX. Like, it's a very up and down sort of IMAX. Like, some of the IMAXs are just gigantic screens, but others, like the one over in Jordan Commons is a good example. Its seating is like your feet are basically at the head of the person in front of you. Like, it yeah. is very stadium-oriented seating, so everyone is, like, right in the middle of the the, the screen. Uh, and I think that one at the Hanson is similar to that in yeah. structure, but the Dome Theater is to me, much more immersive because everywhere you look, like yeah, as totally you turn your head, yeah. And so, so yeah, we just and then we also they have the laser shows, which really are very cool. But same thing, we kind of decided: eh, do we do a laser show? Or we're old. But Jeremy's and an old high. man, and he didn't want to stay out too late until <laughs> seven o'clock. To be fair, we were old and didn't want to get high, and that's really you yeah, know because you go to the laser zeppelin and. You're gonna yeah, get I I want to go to the laser Pink Floyd at midnight, and I can't stay awake for that. So 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 we went. We saw what did we see? The birth of birth of the planet. birth of Earth, birth of Earth, birth of the planet, and it was it was actually pretty cool. It was only like forty five minutes. So. Yeah, pretty short, but really kind of cool. But but how immersive it is, it made it really cool because they talk about how the planets collided and. The and they, oh my gosh! There was the cutest kid behind me who was in second grade, and we sat down. And everybody was kind of chatting and I'm at the end and I can't hear shit. So I was listening to this little kid and the questions would pop up and he was reading every that, yeah, single before, word. Before oh, the yeah. show, like the, the preamble to the show, there's just 
questions coming up on the screen. Like, like they're, they're like hawking other shows and stuff, but in between that, there's questions. And he was like answering them and he was reading like terrestrial and like really hard words and he was getting it. And so at one point I like made sure I like eight. turned around and I was like, you are very smart. And he's like, I'm going into third grade. And I said, <laughs> I thought you were in fifth grade. And he was like, no, but his eyes got all like, no, I'm only big. eight years old. That's awesome. <laughs> but he was like reading everything it, and pretty fast. Like he was getting it. They're like the questions you get in the regular theater, except those questions are about other movies. These were like about yeah, the, like, st- the stars and planets. Like and, what is the hottest planet? That kind <clears> of thing. I didn't even get them all right. Before we walked in, <laughs> uh, Brighton was just like, I don't really want to watch it. I'm just going to take a nap. And so I was like, well, you paid for it. or I paid for it. Um, so I guess you can take a $7 nap. And then I was the one that fell asleep during it. Yeah. Chris at the very end. It was, it's, it's, it's exactly really com- the kind of thing I fall asleep it, listening to is just documentary. It's very and- comfortable though, because yeah. you're literally laying back so you can look up at the ceiling. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. It's just like watching a screensaver. It's really, it's really great. And so I, I would recommend anyone going plan to see a show because it's, it's definitely worth yeah. it. Yeah. And it was like seven bucks for the show. Yeah. And they're great for kids. Like really great for kids. They're very educational, and, but not like. And even the IMAX shows are are more of an educational because yeah, they're they all educational. The dinosaur one, and I don't know. There was a list of them, and they change. So, so if you want to go, check it out because the movies do change. But I I will tell you the planetarium is. So the shows cost money. The rest of the planetarium is entirely free to the public. And if you like touching stuff that three thousand <laughs> kids touched immediately before you. Like in the last 20 minutes, this is the place to go. It will be on the weekends. It will be chock full of kids and families. I don't know why I was surprised how full it was, but I was. I did not think it was going to be that busy with with COVID in full swing being in Salt Lake City. Well, in our tickets, we had to select a time. But obviously that doesn't mean no anything. one did shit. The I thought maybe it would, in. but they're just letting you walk in. No, and, and there's and and you just kind of roam around freely. It's not huge. I mean, that's one thing to keep in mind. I had thought that because I hadn't been to the new one, uh, and so I had thought that you know it was it was quite a big space, but it's really not. It's not a, a whole lot of space. Um, there's a huge exhibit. Uh, it's mostly about you know interstellar objects and stuff, but there is a huge exhibit specifically about. Meteorites. I think that was my favorite. And yeah, it was, uh, it was. I think I liked the Earth, the giant Earth. Yeah, that was pretty cool. The giant globe was really cool because you could tell, like, when we were looking at it, I was like, oh, you can see, like, now much better. Because when you look at a map, the U.S. looks enormous. Well, and they, here they put us in the middle and you feel like you're the middle of the world. Well, or and... even a, even a desktop globe. Yeah. Is nice, but this sucker's gotta be 15 feet. Yeah, tall. it's huge. It's big. It's huge. So and you can, re- and it's got the, it's got the. And they've exaggerated the relief, so you can see, see the mountains, the mountains and, and where the it's very topographic, the ridges yeah. are. Well, it even said in the 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 little thing that it the ridges were exaggerated, so you could see. But you can kind of start to see, like, oh, how big of a landmass is China, for example? Like yeah. China's gigantic, and like Africa, and yeah. how close huge. Alaska and. Russia, Russia are, yeah, at the, at the very tip, and they draw them on other sides. Well, of the and map. it's big enough that we could see Kauai. Like you could actually, yeah, you could see pick where... it out and see it. But yeah, Australia is. I mean, th- these land masses that you know are big, but when you're standing there looking at a 15 foot tall globe, it's like, oh, yeah, you just get a better perspective. It was interesting to see the perspective of how big the Great Salt Lake is compared to other, yeah. Bodies of water. Well, across like the, the, world. the Great Lakes are significantly. Oh, bigger. it's not even close. Like the Great. And Salt I Lake had, I didn't realize how many inland lakes Canada had. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a it's ton. a ton of water. The pro- the thing is, they're almost all covered in ice nine nine months out of the year. So, so that so the the meteorites I thought were probably my favorite. So looking at them, it had a description of it. It talked about the weight. It talked about what it was. There were a handful of them that you're looking at that. To be honest with you, I wouldn't differentiate that. From not just regular rock. From a stone in your garden. So it's like some of them, it's like, well, how did anybody figure it out? And we, we were kind of discussing this at the time. Because it was on fire and came through their roof. No, well, because they were discovered like in a farmer's field. Or in deserts yeah. or so, stuck in machines. So we were speculating this. And there was the one about the size of a maybe between a golf ball and a baseball. But it said it weighed like... 
12 pounds. So I'm thinking yeah. that they weigh more. So like you're like clearing out, you're going to clear out your field and you go like this and the rock like Cause they're mostly doesn't move uh, and it's only this big. A lot of them are, are heavy iron concentrations. Like they have one exhibit there that you can actually, it's connected, like it's, it's, um, uh, connected to this base so you can't steal it, but it's allows you, it's like a free floating almost. But like Brighton said, how are you going to carry it out? It weighs a, literally, it weighs a ton. Well, like, does, what are you going to do? It doesn't weigh a ton. It weighed maybe 40 pounds. But The one that could, weighed the ton was the star that's mass. That's the star mass. But it was crazy. So we were like, well, yeah, someone, like, he was like, you know, realize, you realize this one ton little tiny cube isn't even like attached to anything. No one can take it because they can't lift yeah. it. But the, the, the rock itself, you know, the, the meteorite itself. Oh, you're talking about the one that had the lifty thing. Yeah, the actual meteorite that was there that you could like lift up. It was probably a 40 pound rock no bigger than my fist. Yeah. And that's crazy to me that it's that heavy and that dense. So that or <clears throat> my other guess was maybe if someone's going over radioactivity with, with a, a metal detector, yeah. it's like off the chart, you know, where, where something that small, you might get a little blip, maybe because the metallic uh, levels in it are so high that when they hit it with the, the metal detector, it was just off the charts. Some of them, on the other hand, very definitely looked like meteorites. The ones that they had cut into the slices and were backlit. Or the ones that had, like, the crazy, like, silica formations inside yeah, of them. So some of them, I mean, oh, yeah, you'd look at that and be like, oh, yeah, that's totally... No, that's not part of the Earth. Yeah. But, but yeah, there was a handful of them that's like, I, I wouldn't... I'd walk right by that and wouldn't even know. But it's cool because it did... So you stubbed your toe on it. Yeah. It had the history of where it was found, when it was found, and some of them were found in like the 20s and 30s. And and there were some that were found here, and it was cool. I know what the composition of them were. uh, They had a piece of moon rock behind glass and a giant prism uh, that you could see it really nicely. Um, And then they have like a Geiger counter thing where you can jump, and so Chris was jumping uh, and making earthquakes. That would not be a Geiger Geiger counter. I mean, not the Geiger counter. Yes, thank you. And then... And then Jeremy was trying to jump, and I was like, dude, you're not jumping very well. So Jonathan, the little skinny Jonathan, gives, goes over there and jumps really high and lifts up his knees and slams it down <laughs> and makes this big, huge earthquake. So that was cool because it, it's real-time measuring. And so, yeah, when you jump up and down, it gives you a measurement of if that were an earthquake, what did you just create? So they have some a lot of interactive stuff for kids uh, and bigger kids. And so there's some, like, kinetic ball movement things that they have that kids get to play with. Uh, and then when you go upstairs, um, there's a whole bunch upstairs is a lot about planetary. Well, there's like a, stuff. there's like a game where you can build a rocket ship to Mars. It's more oh, yeah. interactive. Yeah. Like area. it's a full, it's just a yeah. full on cool arcade game. Like I was looking at this and I was like, I would buy this, this blast off game and play it on my computer like, <laughs> or on my phone. Like it's really cool, interactive. Like, Hey, this is, these are the specifications. These are your you payloads. This is your, and you're adding rockets. And, and yeah, and you, and you build it. You put all the rockets on it. And it'll tell you if you've gotten too big or whatever. And then you try and take off and like one kid and blew up, but one kid actually made it all the way all to outer space. space. And then like. Well, no, he, then he just started oh, he like spinning. He, yeah. Cause he was going to run out of fuel. So he just started like spinning the wheel and letting this, the rocket spin around. But that was pretty cool. And there was another one where they were, they had an activity where you had, they had like a, basically a lunar lander up in midair and you had to control the movement of the lunar lander with just the thrusters and pinpoint the target for it to land. Then they also had the remote control Mars rovers. Yeah, you can well, hit the little balls yeah. around. But yes, but you actually use the control oh, over, on, uh, with them. over on Ion. Yeah, Chris couldn't uh, figure out what was going on. I was like, there's controllers over there. He's like, oh, I <laughs> thought we were just watching these things. <laughs> just watching these stupid robots push <laughs> balls around. But um, they have they have like a kinetic ball thing where just balls just keep going through. And then they have one where the kids can control what balls get dropped down, which tubes. And they have a really cool photo booth. Where you get to like Green's act like the a planet background newscaster on some planet or, or or moon from a planet. Yes, we got some pictures with that. Well, the only one we have is of Dad with the actual green screen, just making faces. Oh, <laughs> I think I have one of you and um, yeah, unless Jonathan. it was on your on phone. The fire planet because we, we were like pretending like we were on yeah, fire. that was a moon, I believe. Actually. <laughs> then they had the smell the planet, which I did that one. I didn't do that one. I wasn't dumb. <clears throat> I was like, I don't want to stick my nose where a million people's faces. So been. some of them were cool. Some of them were like burnt, like a, just a burnt smell, and some of them were very sulfur 
smell. And so it was interesting. The moon was like a, a stale library, kind of that yeah. smell. And everything You're making was... a face like a stale library is bad. I love the small books. <sighs> like a, mm, a stale musty. library. And like, like a musty book? Yeah. Well, like an old LDS ward house that's got that. I don't know that stench of dead people. Old people stink. And like the copy room? The copy room. I, that, I don't know. There's just that, that, that musty smell. Anyway, that's what the moon smelled like. But, uh, <laughs> the, the exhibits are all really interactive. They're all hands on. We'll, we'll, we'll post the one where apparently I have a hot crotch. Oh, oh yeah. I like I will that say, one. It's the heat sensor. I will say there is a severe lack of hand sanitizer. Yes. And you so should bring, bring, your bring your own. own. Because there were a lot of stations that didn't have any hand sanitizer, and it's yeah. not like we were at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so be. But thanks be for ruining my hot crotch. Thanks hey, for just like we're getting to hot crotch. You jumping all over the fire place. Fire crotch. <clears throat> With fire crotch was like one of the last things we did. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. literally, right we did it dome. right before we went to the dome theater. Because I was right when I showed up. But then we you came guys went without me. Back out. No, because we were again. we came out and we did the green screen and we did all the smelly things. The and we walked through the, the earthquake, end. and then we and then we went over there, and then we watched the then we did the moon rovers. We did yeah. the moon rovers after the fire crotch. That's yeah. it. Nothing. Then, nothing okay, else you said fine. was. But anyway, <laughs> uh, there was a fire crotch spot. So there's an infrared camera that they have, and they have um, like these little shapes you can put yeah. your hand on. Yeah, so it, so it makes your hand yeah. cold, and then you put your hand up, and like your hand has a star so you, or whatever. You touch it. your face, but apparently, or like Chris was breathing in his mask to like make his mask heat it up. Light up in the mask, but then you could see Bree and little old Bree standing in the camera. Notice, and I'm all completely black except for because my crotch, she's cold which as is hell, white. It's like bright, bright, white, white, white burning, hot, burning with the, the, the heat of a thousand yeah, stars. Yeah. <laughs> and so like bring Julia over. No, she's like all normal. A little bit, but not as bad. No, her like the, and the outside of her legs are warm too, but like the outside of mine are all I, completely. I make Heather come over. I'm I like, did figure it out. Over. I know why your crotch was so hot. You were around all those little kids and you were just, your loins were just on fire for me. <laughs> um, no. She was just being a fire crotch. It was funny. That's how you, that's how you match all the redheads. It's so weird. You can now tell all your redhead friends that you are a fire crotch as well. I guess. Just in a completely different way. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, I don't know why. Cause when, when we, we came out, it wasn't like that. No, when we came out. <laughs> Did you pee yourself? Was when when we came out, because I had been like hunched over, like my whole center was kind of was kind of bright. But I went back after everybody was kind of going down. Like I ran back over there really quick, and it was already starting to glow. Like once I evened out, it was already starting to glow the again. The only warm spot in your body, I guess. I guess. Yeah. So the the I thought one of the coolest exhibits was the star weight thing that they did. So they were trying to give people an idea of how big stars are and how much they weigh. And so they had this little cube. The size of a um, dice. Yeah, about the size of a six-sided die. Uh, and it weighed uh, 1,200 pounds, I think. Uh, and um, that is equivalent to that much mat, like that big of a chunk of mass of a, like a white dwarf, I think is what it said. Yeah. And like the point is to try and spin it or do something with it just at that cube level, because the cube is representative of the size. But underneath it is the 1,200-pound fucking drum that will rotate. Yeah. I mean, because you could spin the whole thing, but it told you, try to spin it from the little... Yeah, because the thing at the top is like the the actual representation yeah. of the, the size of so the So that little mouse. dice in space weighs 1,200 pounds. And they had some cool, like, uh, like, they had this cool overhead projector that projected down a map that as you stood... Distorted and created a gravitational you were, pull. You created gravity, and so then, and it had like all these things just flying around, and then it would, you could see what would happen when the, an, a meteorite or something would hit the gravity, and it would like change directions and spin around. They and, had the storm on the planet, so you made the tor. Well, they call it a tornado, but it was equivalent to a planet, so you could spin it and get everything moving. It had like glitter in it. Oh yeah, but but it, it it replicated like storms on planets. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it had a lot of fun, interesting things. Uh, 
some things that weren't working well because they're on, they're coming. There's a lot of stuff that wasn't working. They say they're coming. My guess is some of the stuff was just broken, like uh, especially over. So one thing that we noticed is like so you go upstairs and there's a bunch of stuff to the left by the dome theater, by, past the concession stand. There's actually quite a few things to the right as well, um, specifically like some Jacob's Ladder type exhibits and stuff like that. And that's on your way to the IMAX theater, but they're like in the dark and half of those weren't working and they just weren't really, they were like almost afterthoughts more than anything. I, I think they probably would have been more involved, but they probably weren't worried about lighting up things that didn't work. Could like, be. Yeah. Uh, and I, I will say the gift shop is, is fantastic. That's something mm-hmm. that it was fun. I we remember got, from I got the, a BB-8 and an R2-D2. I remember from the old planetarium that the gift shop was was a really good spot. This one's no different. So they do have like really nice telescopes and shit that are behind the counter that you can and and like glass cases. They had of some lens, fun games. They had a bunch of stuff. different kinds of Rubik's cubes. But yeah, but the bulk of it is for kids. It's scientific toys for kids. So like it a is bunch of games, little science kits. Yeah, mm-hmm. science kits, games, little models. Um, you know, lots of rocks and plastic dinosaurs. And stuff. Yeah, they had a, a rock box that you know because <laughs> everywhere of, has a rock box. Yep. Like at the truck stops. Um, and as kids, and you wanted those rocks. Oh, yeah. I just like to put my hand, I like the way a bunch of those, like, the polished it just ones. feels really Oh, they cool were easy to hands. put in your pocket when you were a kid. I never paid for those things. <laughs> <laughs> what? They were. I was poor. You know, I wonder, like, when you go to the airport, and I'm sure it's because all the cameras, people probably don't steal very much, but, like, some of those shops are just so poorly designed. Like, it would just be so easy to just walk away with something. Like, they're just hanging, and it's so busy. That's like, probably part of why you pay like $16 for a pack of M&M's. Probably. Probably. To cover the, uh, well, the five people that stole the M&M's. The duty free is not, not the, the bargain it used to be. Like stuff at the You duty. just don't pay taxes. Yeah. It's not a bargain. You just don't pay taxes. But, yes. but the stupid foreigners don't know that. At, at one point in time, though, you could get this, because I remember like in college, we'd go to the airport to get stuff at the duty-free because you could get a, a better deal on it, but not so much anymore. Well, and yeah, you could get a little bit better deal. They still charge you taxes, though, if you lived in Utah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like uh, we were on the cruise ship and they were asking, you know, if we wanted to buy liquor on the duty-free. We're like, we can't. Well, like, we can't. We're we... flying back and we didn't check bags. And oh, and yeah. we can't ship it, so. <clears throat> well, that... At that at that point, if you're going to ship it, why bother? Unless it's something like spectacular, or, which or, it's not. It's just giant bottles of the same shit I can buy here. Yeah. So and like, if I was really into cigarettes, maybe. Right. Like tax-free cigarettes is actually a really fucking good deal. So I know that like the princess, and I assume this is the same. You could get the bottle to your room for a decent amount, but or why did the drink package? I was like, well, why bother? Yeah, we did the drink package. I still don't think we. Had enough drinks to pay for the drink package, but it was really but nice. It was to convenient just, to not have to think about it. To just have a drink anytime we wanted and not even care. Yeah, that was nice. Um, so to sum up the planetarium, I would say it's definitely worth going. It, it would oh, be yeah. a fun. It's it's and inexpensive. I think you could go more than once and still like be entertained. Yeah, it's inexpensive for sure. Your your kids are gonna love it uh, if you have kids in particular. Even if you're at the gateway and whatever, let's say you're going to a movie, but you got an hour to kill. That's wander a great over place there. to go kill it, yeah, because it's sure. free to wander around and look at the stuff, and and it it is very interesting. Yeah, and definitely a cool way to like a cool take on a date night. The laser shows, especially if you're into the kind of music that they play, are freaking fantastic to watch. And I've seen the YouTube, and that one was really cool. Yeah, I've. I've seen some of the other ones they're they're really cool the laser shows are just out of this world um you know sit back listen to good music and then um watch your wife chew off a label on a bottle <laughs> i don't it was really distracting that you did that to me for some reason with your teeth it's pretty cool it's true i don't want you to ever use your teeth like that on me though what <laughs> What has happened to this podcast? You just How are you so us? easily distracted? Because uh, I am. It's uh, it's Rebel Deck time. The new and improved tarot cards. Yeah. 
Um, we're running out of purple ones, honestly. Is that black? That's Chris's purple. favorite color is purple. Have you been setting the ones aside that we've done? Yeah, there's a whole fucking Oh my gosh, we went to the love and marriage thing again because Chris really wanted to get on it, but there was some couple that had only been married for a couple months and he was really mad because they hadn't had sex and he's like, that, that. What? Yeah. Anyway, but they, but this old couple that were up there and the, uh, like the, the odd, just the regular couple that just kind of wins their way up there. Oh my hell, the two of them were so funny and at the end like the so like you know the the first questions are kind of softball questions like where'd you meet what was the last girlfriend before this this stuff like that but the end questions that are a little bit harder the old couple literally like nailed them word for word and it was like weird things (laughs) so it was super cute and but the couple on the end that won their way up there man they (laughs) They were so funny. It was like fun. A, so the the way they they picked the couples was whoever the uh, couple that had been married the longest right. goes up there, and this was the old couple that been married like and she's forty like years, forty one years, 12, blah blah like blah. But like she had the down to weeks. the days. She yeah. yeah. There was another lady that was like fifty years or fifty two years, and he's like, "Oh, where's your husband?" She, he's, she's she like goes, in the bingo line, and so goes, like her son in law goes. He to goes, get "That's him. not how it works." And 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 we he has us all yell for Jimmy, and then the kid comes back. He's like, "He's not in the bingo line." So all during the thing when he finally came, he'd be like, "So Jimmy, where were you really?" <laughs> uh, and then the the most recently married, and they were married two and a half months before. Uh, and, uh, then the last one, he had people that wanted to do it, uh, stand up and then had the wives yell, where are you Tarzan? Tarzan, Tarzan, where's my Tarzan? And then had the the husbands yell back in whatever Tarzan voice they wanted. And so, um, you know, the first couple were meh, like the first one, the guy goes, oh, which was just a normal Tarzan. (laughs) And he looks at him and he goes. You're in the You're lead in the, right now. Yeah, the very first couple. <laughs> well, they got to this one couple, and uh, she, she goes, she goes Tarzan, 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 where's my Tarzan? And he goes, who like, the fuck's Tarzan? Because <laughs> it was like, a, he's like, it, the guy's like, this is an 18 plus, so if you're not 18 and your parents are 11 like, in here. He like, goes, who the fuck's Tarzan? <laughs> and so we all laughed. And then there was another couple. She had a shirt on that said Cougar, and he had a shirt on that said... Trophy husband. Trophy husband. And she like ran and jumped into his arms. And so they were the ones that played it. But it was, it was the funny couple. And oh, they were definitely worth it. They were hilarious. Like, like so funny. So there's one question that was mean to each other. There was one question was if you had a thousand dollars for every time you've done the deed on this, on this cruise. The old couple was like zero. And then the newlyweds were like zero. And then, so of course that's funny. They get to this couple and they're like zero because of kids. And he's like, you know, there's places you can send your kids, <laughs> but apparently they have five kids and they brought four of them with them. <sighs> yeah. It was funny. It was funny. I like those things. So we did not get a ship on the stick, by the way. We tried. We did a bunch of trivia. We did that. Like we gave it a gallant effort. It, it's hard when you're playing against a bigger group because there's just the two of us and most of the people that were winning are like, they're like in a group of six or eight. And so you have six oh. or eight heads like, oh, I, yeah, I know that one. Or, oh, I know that one. And it was just Chris. And I think we did pretty good on, on quite and a few of them. she wouldn't let me cheat. So. Yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> let him look up. I wouldn't let him look things up I really up on fucking phone. wanted to. Uh, okay, so we have a weird card. Um, it's just a lightning bolt. Which is Thank you, everyone. No way. No way. Charging? It's a little symbol. So the, Charging the, symbol? The front side is just a wireless charger. It didn't work. I tried my phone. Um, <laughs> but the back side says, figure shit out on your own. Oh. <laughs> that's that's pretty, it's pretty good. Actually, I want to take a picture of that one. That's a pretty good one. Figure shit out I on your like, own. I was like, what the heck does that mean? Well, because all the other ones say stuff like, well, was, uh, let's see what last week's was. I feel like I'm on a ship still, by the way. So I'm Yeah, like, he still has sea legs. Uh, so like one of them was take a shot and one was some good shit is about to happen. One was a bunch of money symbols. One was stop texting, stop Those stalking, are dollar stop signs. checking on the person. Yeah, I know what they are. Money not, symbols? Money, it's the universal symbol for money. And the advice was make it rain. So I like the advice on this one with no, no overarching message, just advice of figure it out on your own. I'm convinced Chris has really bad sea legs because the ship was actually pretty stinking rocky. I don't know if the ocean was really. Because we were really, up high and in the front. But we were up on the 10, up on 10. Well, I know 
it was stormy here because we had that blizzard. And well, at one point, I think it was on was it on Saturday where we were walking past the shops and like you could we came out of a shop and, all the, the and Chris like is like look and I look and like you could the rest of the deck was higher like, than us. Oh, <laughs> like across the way you're like. Hello over there, higher than yeah, us. Yeah, it's funny when you're in doing things and you're distracted. You almost, almost don't even think you're on a ship at certain times. Or like it, in our room, Chris would like every once in a while he'd just like go to take a step and the ship wouldn't like be there. You know, but what you I look mean? out a window. Or the best was when we were in the pool when we were pulling out of. And you could see it moving. And, and you're watching the pool water like slosh over to the one side and then all the way over to the yeah. other. It's like, oh yeah, we're really moving. We did that on Saturday, I think. Yeah, we were was... sitting out on the deck and all of a sudden I was like, whoa. And you could look out and you literally could see our ship. Like, and then we were sitting by a pool and there wasn't anybody really in it. And like the water was just all Sloshing crazy. to one side and then the other. Yeah. It's weird because you don't really feel like you're moving like that until you see something and, and like get get a visual of like the land or something and then you're all like, oh, relative wow. but I, I will say um back to the ship and then maybe we'll wrap up the episode carnival did an extraordinary job of refurbishing that ship it looked incredibly good i think that they did a really good job choosing some colors that won't be so like carnival can be known for being very garish and they did a really good job. Like the rooms were just a comfortable that was, color. And I guess that was one good thing about COVID is a lot of the ships took the time to. to well, this one had been planned to happen in in uh, the beginning of 2020, and oh. it actually sat. And it had like it was planned to happen in 2020, and then also be in different part of the country or the world for for years. Um, and it actually sat outside the dock in Spain for. Two years, basically, uh, unattended. And, like, I saw the pictures of when they finally pulled it into dock. It was, like, derelict and disgusting. Like, it was – you had the rust marks from the salt water and stuff all over. Because it just hadn't been taking – like, the routine yeah. maintenance, you don't think about all the maintenance that goes on well, on these ships. But Like, I noticed when we'd go into port, they'd pull out the paint cans. And yeah, they'd start painting stuff. Like, every single time. Uh, and, and you'd see the other ships around you in port, and they're out there painting, like, constantly because i'm sure the rust will take it so fast if you don't seeing as how you're on the salty ocean yeah they were doing a uh like just as you're walking around you know they're doing stuff especially on so normally we get off the ship at, at all the ports but we stayed on and they did their um their weekly eva uh, crew evacuation drill so we got to hear all the different horns and stuff and when we were walking around they were doing some of their stuff where they have to take down the panels and we're doing some oh, that kind was of it maintenance stuff on the ship oh yeah yep everywhere and yep. i think that's starting it sounds like that's starting to change like i know norwegian has demasked its ships coming up here in march um, it's still very fluid. Like th they have to deal with the cdc and the cdc guidelines and the requirements for them to sell here cuz Name another industry that like the CDC just said, "Fuck, you can't do your, you can't, you can't you have operate. to be closed." Period in the subject, you just over have to a shut year. down for more than a year. Yeah, like it's insane. So they have to be very careful with that, uh, and it's not just the CDC. It's but the, the thing is, is to get too. on the ship, you have to be vaccinated? either vaccinated. No, not either. You were supposed to be fully vaccinated. They only had a handful oh, okay. of exceptions for vaccines, and then you had to have either a negative COVID test or you had to get your COVID test while you were there. You, now, you we chose to, to get ours prior. You had to have a negative COVID test. Right. Whether you, you could get got it, it there. Did you right. go to like Walgreens or something? Yeah, we just went yeah. to Walgreens. It was easy. And and we did that because I was like, I'm not getting on a plane and going to LA to find out that I test positive for COVID. Right. So, yeah, we tested negative and, and took our, and Chris had it all printed out. And, and once you get past a certain point, like they stamp stuff and you just show them fewer and fewer documents as like you when we went to ours you, you showed yeah. all that stuff up front but then once you got on the ship like, you never had to show it again yeah passports all that kind of stuff so yeah so it, that was that was that was um that's cool so was it a full ship was it relatively no it's pretty full like i i imagine i don't think it close. was at absolute capacity but it was still pretty full yeah all i mean there teachers. were there were a lot of people there. I think it was when I was looking a few days before, there weren't a lot of rooms left. Uh, so I, I think it was pretty full. I'm sure they still had some open rooms, but uh, it was, it was very Let full. me tell you, if I lived right next to the coast like that, I'd be doing that. Well, we were talking, like we were talking to that couple from Orange County and like, like they said, they got it for 80 bucks or whatever. Like that's awesome. Like an $80 cruise. Like, 
Even if it's even if it's one of the not so great rooms, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's a long weekend. You you spend eighty bucks. Maybe you spend you know another couple hundred on booze. You get relaxation, pools, all your food. Well, because really, like on our cruise, we did not spend hardly any time in our room. I mean, we slept there, but that was it. Yeah, we went back to the room a couple times, like to because we were. We really took a relaxing. nap one day. Not not. No, that yeah. was it. Just the one Just day one we day. napped. Because our Alaska one, we were doing stuff, like, yeah. all the time. But so. we, like, this cruise in particular, though, like, the reason that he got the spa room and stuff, we got credits, but the re- main reason was because we knew we weren't getting off. Right. Well, and if you're going to relax. And we booked a bunch of spa appointments and everything else. It was it was great. Cool. So, that's good. That's good. We'll end on that. Thanks, Phoebe. <laughs> our dog has uh, ended the show with the nastiest of farts. And so I'll just remind everyone, uh, also, I don't want to forget, Folk Hogan, oh, yes. who does our intro and outro music, has a show coming up uh, on... Um, Friday. Uh, this Friday. So the, what is that, the 26th, 25th, 25th the yep. 25th, uh, at um, ABG's Libation Emporium, which is in Provo. Yep. Doors open at 9 and music's at 10. Go go visit them. Um, go, go listen to their show. It's them and somebody else. I didn't recognize the go, other band. Go buy their merch. Go watch their show. Um, they are them. they are fun to watch. Yeah, there's not a performance like it, so you'll you'll enjoy it. So yeah, it's not just them up there playing. I mean, they're entertaining and they're they're, they're they out in the crowd. And energy that you can't even comprehend. It's like they're all on crack. Yeah, Maybe I think are. so. <laughs> Cocaine's a anyway. hell of a drug. So, all right, folks, have a good week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.